Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. Thank you all for tuning in to another fun-filled episode. So sorry that we missed y'all last week. Uh, shit was crazy. Um, yeah. It was really bad. <laughs> and it was Iman's birthday week. Like, she partied from, like, from the Monday to Sunday. Like, no, it from was... Saturday to... To, like Saturday, like it was. When I tell y'all, I partied my ass off. <laughs> yeah, I ain't never seen her out the house. This like, it was crazy. Like if you know Iman, you know that she like is a homebody. Like she don't really get up too much, but she was out That's partying like she was twenty one. Okay. That's and you know what? Nothing will humble you more than realizing that you can't you down bad after like <laughs> three straight days of drinking. That's why we couldn't record it. But when I tell you, I say when I say I was partying my ass off, <laughs> Sabrina, my mom at the end of my pizza party, my mom said Sabrina was working her little ass off. <laughs> she said, Now Sabrina, she was working her little ass off. <laughs> Sabrina was doing everything. She was the DJ. She she setting up tables. You were putting up centerpiece. Like I was like, damn. I felt. In- oh, by the way, uh-huh. and during a heat wave, so shit was crazy. Um, like, but no, all my friends came through for me. Like fucking Saturday night, we had a, a freakums night out on the town. We got dressed. Everybody got pretty. Sabrina found the restaurant because like I dropped the ball with the reservation. It was a beautiful restaurant. Shout yeah. out to K Pop in philly like if you ever in philly please go to k-pod like so it's so beautiful vibey yes. food is delicious like no no not a single complaint like i love that drinks then, good drinks delicious that watermelon joint we had oh my god like i'm still so, thinking about it it was yeah we gotta go back it was so yes. amazing then we went to the w in philly you know that's a that's always a vibe and then we went to down um everybody was so drunk like let's just say three people fell asleep in the living room <laughs> Oh, it was it was beautiful shenanigans. Um, <laughs> then Sunday we had a pizza party. That's where Sabria was going and helping with everything. Shout out to all my friends who came. We had a good we had a good time. We had a talent show. Yes, that was <laughs> that was so fun. And it's funny because like I didn't in, in like hindsight I didn't even realize that I was doing so much. I just was like I don't want Iman to do a lot, so let me like hustle. And I was like I didn't even realize I was doing a lot. Bro, it was a lot of work to like. I love parties, but they are a lot of work. It is a lot of work, like the clean, like from the putting stuff away to cleaning up to make sure everybody got a plate to like. It's just and, and letting people know where certain stuff is because like I know in my mom house, like I practically grew up there. I feel like, <laughs> but like I know it, but like everybody don't know where stuff is. So like you gotta tell people where stuff is and like if. Somebody call you like, hey, is there anywhere to park? Where y'all at? Whatever. It's a lot of work. Parties it's a lot. Are a it's lot people work. like I'm at the gate and you like the gate open or like you got to keep refilling the ice because it's melting. Somebody need to cut. New people coming in. They want to know where to park. It's just, it's, it's a lot, but it was mm-hmm. so worth it. It was so worth it because like just getting that time to sit back, kick back. Like every time I looked up and saw everybody like sitting down, talking, laughing, I'm like, this is all I wanted. This is mm-hmm. everybody to be together, talking, mm-hmm. laughing, eating pizza, um, eating 
all different. It was a lot of food left over. It was a lot of food. Well, not a lot of food left over, but people were going home with food. And that's what I want. Like, I always want people Full when they come boxes to of pizza. <laughs> I want you to go home with pizza. Like, I'd rather have too much pizza than not enough pizza. And that was my biggest fear. Like, I just didn't want to have, like, not enough. But that yeah. we didn't run into that problem. We had more than enough for everybody. We sent people home with pizza. It was so good. And then the next day, I was like, oh, I'm going to chill out. Like, it's Monday. It is my actual birthday, but I'm going to relax. So, I like peeled myself up, um, <laughs> went home because I had to fall asleep at my mom's. I was so drunk. And thanks to a certain vegan edible that a certain Jerome gave us, <laughs> I was just like plastered. Um, yeah, it was, bad. it was bad. I need to meet another one. I'm not even going to talk about how I my mom. Even... Yeah, wait, your mom ate the other piece? <laughs> no, she asked, she saw a piece of aluminum foil in the refrigerator and she threw it out. And I was like, <gasps> oh my God, did you even check your mangy hands <laughs> I didn't even check. Yeah, I got to get another one. Jerome, please tell us who you got. Well, actually, you gave us the card, so um, I can find it. Yeah, person. I don't but even know where it said. It was too I high to I even. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I gave it. it to you because I felt myself getting too high. I think that's what it was. It was, it was crazy. Um, So yeah. then the next day, I was like, all right, you know, I need to recover. Like, I'm honestly... I. We I, I got so much liquor for my birthday that I was like, I'm just going to tell everybody to meet back here later so we can like have some drinks and stuff like that. Um, I go home. My girlfriend, Tori, shout out to Tori who fucked my makeup up, by the way. She yes, did. That she shit does, was good as fuck. When I say fucked it up, I mean in the best way possible. Yes. <laughs> like she killed it. So yes. she came over to get her ring light and all of a sudden we were like half a bottle into Casamigos crying. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> My cousin's supposed to go to the gym. Now she's drinking. She's crying too. Then we were dancing to Cozy. It just was like a lot happening. <laughs> and I was like, um, I just don't know. Like I have no, I did not mean, I had to get a ride to my mom's and Uber back home. That's how drunk I was. And then Savvy, my cousin Kiki, my cousin Kiki, we all just like drink with my mom in the backyard like all night. It was so fun. That's why on Tuesday, I couldn't move out the bed. Like I was in pajamas all day. I couldn't yeah. go. I couldn't fuck the bed. It was just a lot. But when I say I had like a very great 30th birthday, like I couldn't have asked for nothing more. And I'm, I almost want to say I was happy when it was over, but like I just wanted to be 30 <laughs> and just live it. Like, because I'm just like, I can't celebrate no more. Like, I'm almost, I'm tired of my birthday. Yeah. And you have a great birthday because it's the summertime, even though it was hot as hell for the party. But like in the summertime, it's just like so much to do. Remember for my birthday when we were sitting on the bench, we was like, all right, we got to go back because it's started getting cold. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yo, for your birthday, it it always is like that that time of year where it's like, all right, we gonna wear something cute. You know, we gonna wear a little jacket. And the next thing you know, you got your chest out and you you gripping your jacket real tight in the front. Yeah, because the daytime it'd be like, all right, this is like you be like, oh, this is nice weather. But nighttime in the springtime, you be like, oh, it's fucking cold as fuck. But like for your like for your party. The nighttime, I'm like, oh, it felt good. It felt See, good at night. I think it felt good at night. I feel still still felt like I felt like I was in a microwave. That heat wave was to the point where I didn't even get no relief at nighttime. And then I was drinking, so I was hot. It just, it was a lot. It was so much going on. Um, me and Sabrina performed "Damage" by Danny D. Kane. Shout out oh, if you want Patreon, we gonna load it there. Um, yes, a clip of us. But it's so funny because everybody's having so much fun. Um, but we we was doing being real serious with the choreography. Like, we took it so they, serious. Why would they pair us together like that? We we, we was so looking serious. at the camera the whole time. Everybody else was engaging with the crowd. We really <laughs> were shooting the music video. <laughs> 
we were taking it so serious. Like we definitely yeah. got that for our patrons, but we was so serious. Like we did that choreography so fast. We really was taking it like literal. Like we was like really listening to the Everybody lyrics. Was real quiet. Everybody's like, uh, we don't have all that planned. Um <laughs> Danny and Savvy won. Uh, they had they gave an amazing performance. Yeah. What's the song? Throw some D's on it. Is that yes. the name of the song or the chorus? I think it is called. I think it's called Throw some D's on it. Right? I love that performance. It was so amazing. Like we had it to was... upgrade you, Beyonce. We had Lil Kim. Like, it's crazy. It was it so was fun. So, so like I love stuff like that. Like that's how. What like yeah. Um, we had a talent show for your um your last birthday. That was so. The thing is, no, that was Christina's I... birthday. Oh, that was Christ- I thought. Oh no, we just was dancing for your birthday. But it's <laughs> yeah. crazy because, like, I never know. Like last, even though that was crazy, your last birthday because, like, we was at like a um, we was at a uh like a pub or something, whatever, a, a winery bar, we whatever. Were? I don't know. We <laughs> was. Oh, remember yeah, I know what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we was at the brewery. Brewery. That's what it's called. And in your defense, I was saying it wrong. But yeah, we was at a brewery, and then next thing you know, we like just dancing, gyrating, going crazy. So you just never know what, like, it's going like which way your birthday is going to turn. Like, if my cousin Christina <laughs> is involved, I feel like that's who is like. I feel like when me and her get together, it's ultimate fun. Like that's yeah. what I think. I think she's fun, and I think I'm fun, and we feed off of each other. And it's like she. When I tell y'all, this is a fun ass woman. She, she is so fucking fun. Like, and in my type of fun, she is so fun and she include everybody like this is the funnest person ever um she's i'm so, so happy that my fun. cousin is marrying her because i'm like well i feel like she's my actual cousin but yeah. beautiful beautiful birthday thank i'm so thankful i felt so blessed and i feel like wow she's 30 that's how i feel yeah i'm like finally i know i was really enjoying being the baby of the bunch like being <laughs> in my 20s still but um it's okay i actually really it's so funny because ever since i turned 30 i felt everything felt different <laughs> yeah everything feel different i feel sexier growner i feel like every day i wake up it's like i'm in a, the fallen video by maya <laughs> <laughs> i know it's crazy i do feel sexier even when i be looking like bad i still be feeling like sexy and i feel like since i turned 30 like i just was talking to iman about that i'm like why do these men be wanting to talk to me whatever blah blah, blah. but it's because i think now i own it like i'm like yeah. i don't care even when i don't look like how i want to like going to work i still just be owning it and i feel like people be seeing it and they're like oh i want a piece of that and also women are just no, I want a piece of that. But women are just beautiful. <laughs> like, damn. Women are really that's beautiful be. without doing a lot. And I think yeah. that, like, that's something that I haven't always believed. Um, And because I didn't believe it, I never felt like I was, like, I always had to be done up when I went outside. And, and if I wanted a certain type to be, to be seen as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to look this way. Your hair got to be done. But you start to realize that what makes a woman beautiful is simply by being being herself. Like that's yep. just it. It's that's true. It. Like you don't have to be like, you know, done up all the time. You don't have to look feminine all the time. Mm-hmm. Like being what like who whichever type of woman you are, just being like being in that essence. Like if you're more tomboyish, then just be in that. Like some days, like I really just be wearing my Birkenstocks and shorts and t-shirts. And I'm just like, no, I feel really, really beautiful because I'm like a woman, I don't have to do much. Like that's just it. Mm-hmm. So I've been feeling like that a little bit more. I think that just comes with age, but it feels great. Like it's exciting. 
Like, yeah, I love it. Exhilarating. Um, I've been, I just, it's just, everything feels better. So it's like sad that people make it like in movies that being 30 is the worst thing a woman could be. Cause it's really, yeah, not. that's really white culture. That is. They were, oh gosh, I'm 30 and married to work. And it's just like, child, I'm having a bliss. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> Her. Her. That's so how I feel about my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> so let us get into, you know, this phase four. So the, this week's phase four is very simple. Four things we could do right now if we had the time. Like, because right now, neither one of us have time to do shit. And it's like, like not even a basic thing. Yeah, we didn't even have time to plan a show for real. <laughs> no, for real. This show Be really pulled it out of brass. Like, completely pulled it out. <laughs> yeah, like, enjoy? Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Sorry. Enjoy at your discretion. Um, yeah. But the thing is, the good thing is, since we've been doing it for so long, I feel confident in both of us. Um, but yeah, we literally just threw this together in probably less than 10 minutes, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, because we just have no, like, um, so let me just get into, you know, what I would like to do if I had the time. So I really need to get back into cooking. And mm. I just feel like every Sunday is something like this Sunday <laughs> was the first. And that's when I want to do meal prep because it makes sense because I work Monday through Friday. So I'm like this Sunday, I was like, I'm going to get food. I'm going to meal prep, whatever. But this Sunday was the only Sunday, like in the, the most recent Sunday where I got to like actually just be in my room lay down and I got to watch tv like so I was like I don't really want to do anything and I kept on getting like sleepy and I was like um oh no I'm not gonna say that but um <laughs> I was <laughs> I was working on some projects um <laughs> right but I like uh so cooking is something that I want to do um and uh another thing I would like to do at the time um I mean, I have to do it eventually, obviously, but wash clothes and not just my yep. work clothes, because I've literally just been washing my work clothes. Like I haven't been like, and the thing is, I'm not wearing dress pants on Sunday, like, or Saturday, <laughs> um, if I don't have to, but yeah, wash my clothes that are not my work clothes. Like get to like, get my corsets and stuff like that. Like be able to, cause I just literally this weekend, I wore my pajamas all weekend. Mm. Um, goals. the third, what'd you say? I said goals. <laughs> no, but I wanted to get dressed up. The third thing is I would like to fucking clean a deep clean in my room, like throw some more clothes away. Like it's literally just clothes everywhere in my room. I want to organize my clothes and, throw some clothes away and give them away. So I feel like that's like under the same category. Cause I don't like throwing stuff away. If it doesn't have to be thrown away, I would like to give, you know, the clothes away. Um, and the fourth thing is my makeup. I have not done makeup in so long. Like I did do my makeup for Iman's birthday, but I really didn't like my makeup because I like, 
since I've been doing my makeup for so long, I'm like, oh, I see this is wrong, 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 wrong. But anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> I want to do like my makeup, how I would usually do like vampire, put my contacts in, like, you know, line my lips, uh, overline my lips and like wear my gloss and my lipstick. Like I want to go all out, full out glam. And like, I haven't been doing that. And I'm just like, ah, who am I? So yeah, if I had <laughs> I time. I want that for you. Please, because like if anybody knows me, it's nothing that destroys me more is not being able to be like myself or being like a cartoon character. Like that, I'd be really dying inside when I can't be like myself. But I did get my nails done, so that did make me feel better because I'm like, I need something. Yeah, I was saying earlier, you showed Sabrina showed me a picture of her at work, and I felt like free myself. Like, <laughs> she was, I'm like, oh, she's wearing business casual, got the easy spirit flats on. Like, I'm like, damn, they really doing you in. This is not, I felt like, oh my God, like this is, I know this hurts, but it's just like, this is adulthood. Like, when you really got to hide who you are to it's, like show up at work, and it's just like, oh my God. It's crazy. Like, if, if I could take my tattoos off, I, I probably would have to like it's just crazy the thing is the thing is uh i feel like if somebody just saw you walking down the street they're like oh look at that like nice you know christian woman like you know <laughs> but the thing is to really know you and to know you like like she's a very spooky girl like to know that's you and to know how you dress i'm like wow it's definitely like switch you really switching you just switching mm-hmm. up yeah, it's wild. The thing that saves me though is my nose ring and my tattoos. I feel like Period. people are like, oh, there's something and there. And my nails. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's something there. I'm like, yeah. oh, good. Because yeah. I need, like, it's, it's some post that was like, I had to be the weirdest dressed person in like Target or something like that. And I'm like, that is so me. I always have to be the, the strangest looking person. Oh that makes me happy. <laughs> what? Well, you, you about, you, uh, wow. Sorry. Could not. <laughs> I don't know. She said it was a glitch in my brain just now, and I became. You know when DJ starts spinning records, I just was trying to say something to reassure you, and I didn't know what to say. Uh, You'll be back soon. That's what I'll say. I'll be back soon. Let's pray on it. Damn, I don't know what happened. Um, All right, so. For me, the first thing I want to do is food shopping, y'all. My refrigerator's so empty that if I wanted to crawl up in there and take a nap, I could. Like it's so it ain't shit going on. Sometimes I be thinking Elon gassing it, but this time, y'all, no, she's for real. Like, I've never seen it. it I Like I told her earlier, I said, usually it'd be like a pear or a peach in there. <laughs> no. She's serious. All right, so the thing is, like, I ate out all last week because I was on vacation, birthday, and food is so expensive these days that I don't buy food until I know I'm going to be home to cook it and eat it because I hate wasting food. It's literally money down the drain. So I try not to like buy food unless I know I can eat it and I wasn't in the house this week. And then this week, it's like, damn, it's it's Wednesday already. It's just a lot going on. So it's like, yeah, I have to go food shopping. I can't do one more day without going food shopping. Um, That's definitely next up. Um, next, I need to throw away some old cosmetics. Like, I have a lot of ca- cosmetics that are just like running out. Like, they're mm, at that last teaspoon. Um, they're like there, and I use my things till they nothing left. But it's also like I could benefit from one like 
either combining products, hurrying up and using them, throwing those away. And then um, I could also benefit from just like clearing out like my my drawers for like my hair care, my makeup, like what's old, what needs to go away. Like it's to a point now where I'm like some brushes, like I just have had this brush for too long. Like it's just time for it to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I just like, got a new brush. I got a new wig brush. No, I mean like makeup brush, like some makeup brush, oh. you clean them, and then after a while, I was like, yeah, it's done. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. use you anymore, but you're just still sitting in this drawer. Why? And some brushes and combs, same. So I don't use this comb. Why is it here? And I just need to kind of like minimize um, and just go through everything. So that's also um, on my list. Next, this is the thing I really, this is the thing I really don't want to do. I have to take my car to the mechanic. And if I could just, mm. if I had one responsibility in this life that I could push off on somebody else, it'd be that one. Like my shit doing something, something right now that I'm like, oh, this is about to be, like I paid my car off in, in October. And it's like, it's only right that right before I pay my car off, something goes catastrophically wrong. Um, So, yep, just got to handle that. And I don't want to, because I feel like as a girl, like I shouldn't be doing nothing at the, the cars. Like, I don't do, I don't know nothing about car. I hate them. I hate the mechanic. I hate the smell. They hands be dirty. It's just, it's just I feel a like lot. girls shouldn't be there. Yeah, as a girl, I shouldn't be there. Um, and also, I have to schedule all my doctor's appointments. Like, you know what's annoying oh, about scheduling appointments? So I've, I've done like two, like I've done dentist. I've done like lady parts doctor. I have to do like, um, I have to do like, uh, like specialist, unfortunately. And I have to do like, uh, like primary care and I. And I'm just like, bruh, like. And I want to do some things like dermatology treatments. It's like, now you got to find a time to schedule them. You have to find a time to go. It's like so hard to take care of yourself. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. I hate it. It's so, so hard. Cause I didn't like think about, I'm like, that just reminded me. I'm like, damn, I got to do the same exact thing. That's so frustrating. Like half like I miss when my mom had to do it for me. Um, <laughs> But that's sad because she had to do her own doctor's appointments and she had to do three kids. Yikes. Don't envy her. That is too much. I would be like, oh, I don't care how old they are. They all need to go to the same doctor. <laughs> that's why people be having family doctors, I think. For a minute, we, me and my brother did go to like the, the same doctors. And then like when you're 10 years older than your youngest brother, it just started being like, all right. Yeah. But I don't know how, but in small towns and shit, people be having family doctors that see you from like infant to like 67. Because like the doctors like, be their neighbor. Because I, I talk to people, because um, like I work in medical cells, and like I'll talk to people, and they'll be like, I've been going to my primary care doctor for 30 years. I'm like, the That's fuck? My dad. My dad 30 has, fucking years? My dad been going to his doctor for 20 years, and it's so funny, because then Holy I started going shit. to his doctor, too, but I didn't really like her, so then I found a new person. Yeah, because I feel like they be having different tolerance from things. Um, it's just a yeah. familiarity thing with my dad. Me, sometimes this is so bad. Sometimes I don't be knowing. I don't even be know who my primary care is. Anybody who walk in that damn room. <laughs> <laughs> I found this lady. When I say I was obsessed with her, I think I freaked her out. She, I love my experience with her. I said, "Can you be my doctor?" She said, "Um, sure." <laughs> I said, "Thank you." Thank you and she me. became your doctor. Yeah, she's my doctor. See, now. I need to find a primary care doctor I like because the other one, she just was like. All she said, I'm like, I didn't even ask. All she said was something like, oh, you're like big. I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, that's, I didn't ask, you know? Yo, I'm hollering. I really, I came here because I literally said, I think I'm allergic to gluten. And that's, she's like, you're big. I said, oh, okay. 
I mean, she tested me for it, and I, I have an allergy, but. It was like, well, you I, had to just take that one dig <laughs> while, you know, while we was here. Like, I didn't the dog was down. And it's sad because they, half the time, they be big, too. So, it's just yeah. like, you talking all that trash, and look at you. Yeah, leather face, because her skin was very leathery. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't you got one more? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually done. Um, yes, that's our fave for. Oh, all right. Let's move on into toast for assist. This week we're toasting to Saint Nick Clips at Saint Nick Clips on Instagram. Oh my God. I think the, the funniest person on Instagram right now. The funniest person on Instagram. And I don't know why. Like, Sabrina will always send me, like, Nick's, St. Nick's, I'm talking about Nick's, St. Nick's uh, <laughs> videos. And I thought they was funny. But up, I, up until recently, I just start scrolling through. And I'm like, I really be actually crying. Like, <laughs> I really cry at these videos, the freestyles. Like, truly an entertainment person entertaining person and i love the baltimore accent like i'm sorry same i love I it love too. It. but also it's funny because like he first of all he laughed after he say a lot of stuff <laughs> so that is very funny to me and he also can sing and yes. he can rap very and like good. yeah but he be like playing around like he really be playing around. I love people like that. I love people that can really do it, but be joking around, kind of yeah. like how, like weird, weird, weird comparison. But like Eddie Murphy, like or like how Jamie Foxx was Fox, before he yeah, started Jamie singing. Fox. Yeah, before he started singing, like when Jamie Foxx was doing things on like the Jamie Foxx show, he would like kind of like sing. And you like he can sing, but he's silly. Like you know, yeah, because he's like Jibidibidi. Like he used to do stuff like that. <laughs> And he's like, stop playing. Like, yes. You like, will you please sing? That's how I feel. Like, yeah. I really think the same thing changed into a rapper. I would be like, yeah, this is the narrative I actually wanted for you. But yeah. like, I love like people who use auntie slang. Like, that's the funniest thing for me. He <laughs> said too. in one video, you bitches is off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm not arguing with no bitch with glasses and bracelets. You a fucking dork. That's bullying. <laughs> like, I love that accent. He said, use a nerd. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the stuff he be saying is just so... <laughs> Random stories just will randomly be like, I remember one time in middle school. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? He really just be driving and think about stuff and just like... <laughs> I really be thinking about that. That's really throwed off. <laughs> funny, and that, funny. And I just love that he be laughing after everything he say. Like he don't take nothing serious. I don't know if you ever saw the video. His mom laughed too, and they sound just alike. I'm like, no, oh, I haven't seen. God, that's crazy. Wait, what was the video where he was saying? He said, "Son, I had a hard life too, but I'm a laugh." Like, so, <laughs> like <laughs> that's really how I feel. I'm a laugh. Oh my god, yo. But yeah, I he's hilarious. Him. Follow him on Instagram. Like, also shout out um friend of the show, DeAndre, for posting. She posted um promoting um Let It Glow, um, their podcast. You know, they was on a um 
podcast, she posted it and um the vid- a video of him. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, cause he had a, his little song, and I'm like, this shit is so funny. And obviously, when I see something funny and I know this person, like some people you could tell, oh, that's their only funny TikTok. But I I was like, no, I know this motherfucker is funny as shit constantly. So I look for him on TikTok. He don't use TikTok like that, which is funny to me because he loved he used Instagram, and that's very auntie yes. to me. <laughs> Very auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Love Instagram. He, tr- he he dabbled with the TikTok, but he really like or like Instagram reels. He loved them. Yes. So <laughs> he make a reel every day. Um, we gotta get Saint Nick on the show. Yes, he is so damn funny. Like he is so funny. That oh my god, I love it. Yeah, my, make shout out to DeAndre. Yes, for exposing uh, me to him. And I just was like, everybody listen to this guy because he funny as shit. Please, please. Yes. But yes, y'all, that's it for... Oh my God, we're so behind. Uh, It's fine. It's our show. I mean, for people who literally prepared this 10 minutes beforehand, I think we're doing pretty damn good. Yeah, period. So let's get into this tea. (laughs) So, all right. Beyonce, you... You know, she dropped a teaser for that girl. First of all, what the hell is going like can't I just want I want those visuals so bad that every time I think about it, I feel like bite in the corner of my desk. And like, she's seriously. scared. I'm scared that the visuals will drop at a such an inconvenient time. Cause like I work and I'm like, I don't I'm not always near the desk. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like she's going to drop it at a time where like I'm like not in the office. Um, I'm not near any technology. I feel like my phone is going to be, I feel like I'm going in a seminar at work. Um, <laughs> my phone is going to be on silent. Like, I feel like she's going to do something like that because the video, the, the, um, the clip for that girl had posted when I was, um, at work, I was in the office, so I watched it, but I feel like she is going to release it at a time that's just like so inconvenient to me. Um, just I feel like it's an attack on me, just me personally. Yeah, same. Um, I feel that way too. I feel like if you have a soul, don't do that. Exactly, and I'm just like scared because they literally are not saying when it's going to be released, and it's a that girl teaser. But the thing is, it's I think it's for all the songs. Yeah, because remember, um, like, at one point it like flicked through real quick of all these different visuals, and it's like yeah, oh, exactly, and like it would make sense to be like that girl because she is that girl, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just was like, yeah, when I saw that, obviously blown away, and she always do something to fuck with people, like she just can't never give it to her straight no more. So <laughs> she like. <laughs> You know, did the visual, like, you know, the visual album first with self-titled and like, I didn't, I still think about that. How like, I listened to the album straight through. I said, oh, that was good. I liked it. Then I heard the songs over again. I'm like, what the fuck? I opened my MacBook. I mean, cause this is, this is, oh my God, I was say, I'm telling my age, but this is when <laughs> it, before it was Apple music, it was um like iTunes. It was, it was just, it wasn't called Apple you had music. To buy it. Yeah. You had to buy it. So I was on iTunes and I flipped up on my MacBook and I see fucking video playing. I'm so dramatic, y'all. I literally burst into tears because it was because <laughs> it was video. I literally burst into tears like so loud. I know my neighbors like um, was like, "What the fuck is wrong with her?" Um, I lived in the dorm at the time, but I know my neighbors was sick of me that night. But yeah, I just burst into tears, start like crying. Like, <laughs> 
like that one of those crimes. <laughs> then, you know, with Lemonade, she did that. And I feel like, I don't even remember how Lemonade released. It was just everything. It was like was them corn rolls. It said Lemonade, HBO. And we said, oh, oh. yes, yes. And I had DV. So we don't have DVR no more. This is, that's the one thing. I, me and my mom, when they was getting rid of DVR for the cable, we were so torn because we like, if we get rid of the DVR, we won't have Lemonade on DVR. Because we DVR that shit the night. And I remember me and Iman was like, we um, we downloaded Title. Yep. Because we was like, she going to do so. We, we thought, we was like, she going to release it, the album on Title. Lo and behold, she fucking did. Because mm-hmm. it was right. And, and it was only on Title for a bit. Um, but I ended up buying it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny because like I only buy Beyonce albums. <laughs> when I think <laughs> about it, I've literally only bought her albums. Like in the past, like ye- like few years, I've only bought Beyonce albums. But yeah, so this she's like, um, is this thing teasing? It, yeah, she's doing traditional teasers. Also, people were saying she's edging us. Which is um a nasty sex thing, but yeah, yeah she's <laughs> she's edging us. It's crazy. Like you just never know what you're gonna get with that woman. It's really, and again, like I said, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, cause I I'm really want my fucking seat. I want to see the visuals so freaking bad. Like all I want to see of them, all of them, all of them. <laughs> like, yes, I want to. I want to see. I want to see every single. Visual. I want to see everyone because it's always. Uh, I feel like it's a um. Oh my god! What is, it's like an event every time. Like, like was when Lemonade came out. I remember it was me, my mom. I think was my dad there. He probably was, and you. Mm-hmm. Um, we all watched it together. Like that felt like an event. Like I loved that feeling, and I feel so scatterbrained because because I don't know. I'm like I can't gather with my friends. I can't gather with my cousin. Like we can't. We all on our own watching this shit. Like that's all. Yeah, I and I'm, not, I'm afraid for our safety at all of us. Cause like <laughs> we I, we all need to be seated. That's all I got to say. We all just need to be seated, and we now need to be like you know how babies you don't want them around no coffee tables or nothing because they hit they hit. That's how I feel. Like we just need to be on like all have a chair underneath. The, yeah, um, and she's not going to do it on the weekend. I First like of all, she's, she's evil vegan. like that. Not vegan, but she cracked the egg on her titty. Like, <laughs> and I was like, huh? Um, Beyonce, what are you doing? Like, I felt like she was so beautiful and like she was literally just like freestyling. Like, I felt like Beyonce took two shots of Duce and then just got in front of the camera and start wilding. She looked so alluring. Like she didn't do no, she wasn't dancing, with was uh-huh. no choreography, it was just her. My eyes was like on her the entire time. And she like gazed into the camera and like struck. And I was just like, this is a sexy woman right here. Like she's just a beautiful oh my gosh. Also, sorry. Go ahead. My favorite thing about Beyonce is she's not she's not wasteful as an artist mm-hmm. in a sense that, for instance, all the pictures that was taken for the the sleeve, like the jacket for on the Renaissance album, not only was that a photo shoot day, that was also a video day. So it's like all the pictures that she's taken that will be used for video as well. So I amazing. love that. Yeah, I love that too because it's a lot. Because that's of work. how people was able to identify what song when it did that like flash thing, like that mm. multi universe thing. Yeah. People are able to identify what videos for because in the the book, um, you can see the outfits correlating with the songs. 
I'm ready. Um, I loved I'm ready. it. I'm ready. Yeah, I loved it. Also, like she had me buy a vinyl. Don't have a record player. I don't. I don't no, even plan on buying a record it. player. I just it. have it. And I have two. I'm actually waiting for my other one. So <laughs> still don't have a record player, but okay. Oh my goodness. No, I'm I'm really excited for all these visuals with you. Like it, it do kind of remind me of like B Day though. Remember, she that was kind of the first time she dropped videos for every single thing. Mm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like the first time she did it, but it was like a while after the release. And it was something that was like, oh my God, nobody had ever done that before either. Because mm-hmm. usually people just pick the singles and be like, all right, we're gonna have videos for this, and that's it. When we out, and then she was like on X date, like, I'm going to show all of them. And even though we what was it? We never got a full video for Kitty Cat. I didn't forget that. Mm-mm. But um, yeah, we we saw all of them. And I remember in high school, like I would be literally be in class, like watching videos. <laughs> crazy she's a um, funny lady what a funny what a funny gal but I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy excited this is this album is such a hit it's just a hit i got a new favorite song every day today is cozy and that's crazy because like cozy was one of the songs i thought oh this is cool but like i've just been listening to what she's actually saying like i've been like reading lyrics and listening she was talking that shit mm-hmm. i've been up been down been the light been the dark been broke, been fine, been thick, still a 10. Like, she just is, oh my gosh, she was just talking that shit. It was just, ugh. it is my favorite song. It's funny that you say that because I got a new favorite song every week, too. And right now, well, for the past two weeks, it's been heated. Heated, that, see, that was like one, that was like my favorite from the beginning. But yeah, heated, it gets this moment. Like the other day it was like Virgo Groove. It's like every day is a new song. Literally, yeah. every time I talk to Jameer, we'll be like, today I'm feeling like all up in my mind. Like it's something different like each day. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday it was Move. No, no, no. No, the other day it was Move. And I thought about you. I'm like, Sabrina was right. Because I didn't rec Until you mentioned like Beyonce saying Grace Jones, I didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then now I I'm like, it. that's my favorite part. I love that part because she said it like Mike Jones. <laughs> love, it. love it. But um, yeah, Beyonce, just I'm just gonna say please Friday around the evening. That's all I'm in. That's <laughs> all I'm in. That's like, all I'm in. Yeah, like a, a, and by evening, I mean like probably around like six, six thirty. Like give people I commute. time to get home. Eastern time. Yeah. Please. Eastern time. I feel like you're in the West Coast. <laughs> you got to fend for yourself. But in the East, <laughs> I feel like East Coast time, like 7 p.m., that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. That would be perfect. All right. All right. So let's move on to the next topic. All right. So there's this really amazing documentary coming out on HBO on August 24th, and it's called Katrina Babies, um, directed by Edward Buckles Jr., who is a black man. And this is like Sabria and I just watched the um the preview for the documentary and it was just like when I say we were silent like you could probably hear a pin drop like while we were listening to this because it's just crazy no one really talks about like what happened to like some children during Hurricane Katrina yeah and I think that like Hurricane Katrina in some ways can feel like a blur but when you really look back and think about what happened and think about how like all these people just like all these black people really were just mm-hmm. shipped to different places, you know, and 
to think about what that might have meant for like maybe a child who didn't have like a family. Yeah, or, or lost, their family. Who lost their family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because in any circumstances, and we saw with the pandemic that like black people, poor people, marginalized people, they always get the 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 shitty end of the stick. Always. Mm-hmm. They always, if it's a bad situation, it's gonna be worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this documentary examines what it was like for those children during that time because now they're not children anymore. Like yeah. I never forget, like one person in the preview said, like one day you walking through the school with your friends. The next day I'm standing on a fucking roof. Yeah. And that's so wild to think about. It's crazy because we were kids when it happened. Mm. And like, I, I guess because we were kids when it happened, I didn't really like conceptualize or like even think about it. Like, Oh shit. Like they like, it's those kids. Like it was kids. Like in, um, during Hurricane Katrina and like what happened to those kids. I never thought about it because I was a kid myself because I remember when it happened because I was in Baltimore um, and we were stuck in traffic and the weather was really bad. Um, And then I just remember seeing the news and people on roofs and stuff like that. And it was really bad. Um, And I just remember like, I feel like not, that wasn't the first time I felt stressed, but I remember feeling very stressed out seeing Mm -hmm. people being like, nobody is helping us like people. And then that's when, um, like, you know, the, the, um, when Kanye said like George Bush doesn't care about black people thing. And like, it was just so much come to think like, not to make this about us, but then I'm just thinking about like being millennials, we've been through a lot of fucking shit. I don't know. 11. But you know what? I just feel like this is, this is this country. Like, because if you were yeah. here another time, you would have witnessed Malcolm X. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just, very it's true. It's just, like, crazy. Like, the, the I can't bomb, ima- Oklahoma bomb. It's just insane. It's so much shit. And, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, damn, those kids, they went through Hurricane Katrina. And I wonder, so, since the documentary, I'm pretty sure that it was made within the past year. I'm so curious to how they navigated during the pandemic. Like, was that a trigger for them? Like, I'm yeah. so curious to know how that affected them in particular. No, I was thinking the same thing. And I also was thinking about how, like, I didn't think about the children of Hurricane Katrina because I, like, again, I was a child myself. And when you're a kid, you assume that everybody's family is like yours. Mm-hmm. You really don't know that you don't know what some kids are going through or how different family dynamics are just across mm-hmm families like you don't think about that you just be like this is how things are in my household so this is what how things are like in my like cousin's household so everybody is going everybody go ahead and kids and everybody gonna make sure everything okay but you just like you you just it's so many other scenarios that you don't think about and as I'm older now and this documentary is presented I'm just like wondering what the hell hell happened like the way this is positioned like has anybody ever wondered about the Katrina babies well now they're all grown up and they're Mm -hmm. sharing and like someone was saying like nobody has ever asked how we were feeling it was so many people saying they never even shared what happened to them because no one had asked and I just feel like what that's just that's mind-blowing to me like to not think, to not ask, like, how children's well-being were after they were floating on mattresses and water. Like, that's just mm-hmm. insane to me. Um, I'm really excited to watch this documentary because I know it's going to, like, expand my mind. And I feel like one thing documentaries do, like, 
just hearing people share like their story, it really opens your brain up. And I feel like you'll never be able to do that again. Like you'll never be able to see like a, uh, like a tsunami and then, and then not wonder, like, I wonder how the kids are doing. Like you'll mm-hmm. never do that again. Yeah. Also, I like the fact that it was directed by um, a black man. Um, yes. Cause I feel like that's very important. And like, I feel like obviously, you know, it's film. So it's like, you know, the whole staff probably wasn't black, but like, it's just having it directed by a black person. It means a lot because I feel like, that was a time where um, we was, I did the math, we was 13 at the time. And that was the time, it wasn't the first time, but that was a time where I saw um, like worldwide that people really did not give a fuck about black. I feel like that's when it like sunk in for me. For me like, too. Because also being like at the time, like I was a Kanye West fan and like hearing yep. Kanye West say that and be like, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And like, I know people laugh at that, but like as a 13 year old seeing that, seeing that on TV, seeing that moment when it happened, it really sunk in for me like, oh shit, they really don't give a fuck about us. And like my parents, they was like in an uproar about it. And like, they would like, I would hear them like say stuff. Um, and just, I remember seeing on TV, like, cause they had people in the dome. I think that's where they played football at. I, uh, I don't remember. And I remember also uh, the thing that they was focused the most on is they was talking about people was looting. Mm-hmm. And yes. in my mind, because yes. that's the first time I heard the term looting. Yep, same. And I'm like, these people have lost every fucking thing. Every fucking thing. Nobody's helping them. And the thing that y'all want to fucking talk about the most is looting. At 13, like, that's when it really sucks. Because it's like, it's, I mean, I don't want to get too deep in it, but like, when you, it's crazy. Because like, when you grow up black in America, black period, you never, like, innocence is just something that's not for you. Mm-hmm. It's non existent. Um, Because I really feel like that was definitely a defining moment, like Hurricane Katrina, where I really, really realized, like, because like, I, I was just used to school, like back in slavery times, back in when Martin Luther King, like they didn't care. But I'm like, no, that shit is still now. going on. Now. And George yeah. Bush was playing golf. Playing fucking golf. That's stuff that we had to see as kids. Like, so if we weren't in it, and you know, we have these memories and like how I for me. That that was the first time where I was like, oh shit, like it's really, this shit is really race. Like racism is still alive and breathing. Like the history books, like that shit is not over. That was the first time where it really internalized for me again, because I was 13. Um, I can't imagine what it was like for them. So I really want to hear what they have to say, their perspective, how that shaped their views. Um, if they are doing any like, um, like, you know, like crop like how were they like how did that shape them like how they navigate society and like you know how they are they organized and like you know crowdfunding and like how if they're doing any community work and like mm-hmm. if they're not like if is it because of, like that's a trigger or something like that like I'm so curious to know so it's so great that this um also like shout out to like 
first of all, <laughs> I know it's corny. People say that like black Twitter does, but, but black Twitter really be putting me on to shit. Like yeah. I would have never known about that unless somebody um had tweeted it out. So like, shout out to people who just like, post stuff like that um which is really great but yeah i can't wait to see it because i really want to see like everybody's perspective yeah same and also one thing the last thing i'll say i agree everything you said i'm super excited to just hear where like what like these people like i'm looking at them and i'm just like wow nothing but respect i just want to hear their stories Mm -hmm. but something that um a, a person said in the documentary was that resilience is not like people like to call you resilient and they kind of weaponize it. Mm-hmm. They like to weaponize resilience, especially when it comes to black people and be mm-hmm. like, see, they good. And something that happens when you label people as resilient, people say, okay, they're good. They made it through that hard time and then they look away. But mm-hmm. it's like, you don't get to call people resilient. They got to call themselves resilient because sometimes people don't be okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's something that I actually don't enjoy about the world. Resilience is a beautiful thing. It's a real thing to like survive and get through yes. things with grit. But oftentimes the people who fucked you up will call you resilient or they try to make it like if you're if you're not resilient by their definitions, then you're just like looking for a handout or something. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it's just like sometimes needs need to be addressed, period. Yes. Like you can't just push it to the side. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Like what a, it seems. Oh, my God. It's going to be so powerful. Um, love me a good documentary. And this is one. And HBO around, like, is great. HBO is great with the documentaries. Oh my gosh. I'm going to actually share one on Twitter because I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's centered around like a Brazilian Telenova star who was like, unfortunately murdered by her co-star, but her mom was not playing. Her mom was showing up at people's door every day until they answered her questions. Like she would ask my question. She would be there every day, every day, every day. Like her family was not playing about her. Um, and I just, yeah, I'm going to share it on, on Twitter because it's uh, in Portuguese, the name of the um, the series. But it's just, wow, it's just crazy to think about. But HBO captured the story in like a great way. So, all right, that's it. I'm super excited for that documentary. Right now, we're going to move on to the sunken place. This is a weird topic. So, <laughs> Guardian recently published an article book article about the men who leave their spouses when they're having a life-threatening illness so start let's right off the bat let's just say that there in 2015 researchers tracked 2700 marriages right and these marriages were people who with you know somebody had declined in health or retired and they said only six percent of people ended in divorce because someone got sick however the study showed that when someone when a partner does leave it's normally men so they're saying that like there's this phenomenon that not every marriage is is destined to end because one person got sick but usually when a marriage ends in divorce while somebody is like really sick almost they said almost 50 percent of the time or like over like some outstanding number percent of the time it's the man who does it Mm -hmm. so then it starts talking about like this one article i mean this one situation where this woman um 
was 12 years old and she says she had a great stepdad who's charismatic, intelligent. Um, he introduced her to music. And then when her mom got sick, he, you know, first he seemed like he was on board. She had stage four uh, breast cancer. Also, she was the breadwinner of the family. He was like all there and supporting her until the chemo actually started to make her like, you know, her health decline. And then he was just like, oh shit. And he basically tapped out. And also, um, there was like another person where she had a husband, I mean, she had a, a long time boyfriend and when she got sick, he dumped her saying he was too young to be dealing with someone who was sick. The article is so shady. They goes, he was 50. <laughs> and just the week before or two weeks before he had kidney stones and the woman like helped him out. So just want to put people in a sunken place, honestly, who fucking think it's okay to leave people when they're at their like lowest point, regardless of if that's like a illness, um, a mental health struggle, a financial struggle. Like that is so fucked up. That is so messed up. And also I believe I don't remember, um, cause I was reading the thread and I think it was the first story you was talking about. I don't remember what story it was, it was, but it's in the thread, um, on Twitter. Um, I can retweet it on Black Girl Brunch, but um, one of the men said um, that he does not want to feel bad because he wants to be with somebody that he is attracted to. And once his wife got sick, he was no longer attracted to her and he shouldn't be able, he shouldn't have to be with somebody that he's not attracted to. That was just like... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> to say something like that, I mean, it's your truth, but just know that you're a nasty person. Nasty bitch. Such a nasty ass bitch. And Iman said something really good earlier. Um, I was like, let's save it. <laughs> but yeah, what did you say again, Iman? I was saying that like some people, like, if they're selfish when you're healthy, they're gonna be selfish when you're sick. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, they are just not good partners when you're healthy. This is why it's like that means so much because it can be easy to take for granted certain things. Like, you know, most people who listen to this podcast are probably, you know, younger, your 20s, 30s. But as life goes on, and like me and Sabria have both witnessed people in our families like pass on from sickness, you know. You never know where you're going to be in, in, in one year tomorrow, let alone when you're in your 60s or whatever the case. Like it, it doesn't matter how well you take care of yourself. You just don't know. So it's like you have to think about things like that when you're picking a partner because it's, they're selfish when you're healthy. Why the hell would you think they're going to step up when you're sick? Like that's just crazy. And then for me, I think about like this when it comes to like, is somebody a good person? Because again, if you only like me because you're attracted to me. If you don't like me because of what I do for you, because I'm a breadwinner, the moment I can't do those things for you no more, think it's over. You know, it's done. Mm-hmm. Like I think that like the the journey I've been on is to be loved, to be loved and to love for no reason at all. Like, exactly. It's really not about like, oh, I, I like that he provides me this. And y'all know I'm a I'm a recovering city girl. Like I have definitely <laughs> preach different but i'm 30 now so (laughs) i'm 30 so things are different now um but you know i just feel like you got to think about longevity and you have to Mm -hmm. think about like in the words of um 
new edition. Can you stand the rain? You know, you just have to think <laughs> Yeah, because health issues, like, you can have underlying things. Like, something can always happen. And just, like, first of all, there is such a, we have a, um, there is an ableist problem um, mm-hmm. in, like, just the world in general. Like, the world is ableist, period. Um, and I feel like, especially when it comes to women who have disabilities, um, if it's not, if it's, if it's something that isn't like, if it's something that affects like how you are physically or like your sex drive or something like that, they don't want us. But Mm -hmm. like, you see how people joke about like, Oh, I want a crazy girl or whatever, because usually people who like people, women who have like bipolar or borderline personality disorder, they're like hypersexual. So that's something that like, they're hypersexual and usually they like, you know, want some, sometimes like they want to be like sexy and like being their looks is like something that's important to them. That's some, that's a disability that is like, you know, sexualized and desirable. But once it leaves that, men are like, not too much. Hmm. It's disgusting. It's really disgusting. Um, And I just don't, I just think that, it it really just keeps framing to me like be with a good human. Mm-hmm. Be with a good human. Like it can't be about simply attraction. It can't be about money. Like those things are secondary. Mm-hmm. Like the first, the, like not saying they're not important. They are secondary. The number one thing, the prerequisite, you can't even get past go. Are you a decent human? Because this, I just, I don't know. So I'm very, I think me and Sabrina, like we're very sensitive individuals. So it's like, I just feel like if you got, if you know you precious cargo, like you got to be careful. Exactly. And no matter what, like literally through sickness and in health, like, does that mean any, because like this article was not about people breaking up with their girlfriends, but it was people leaving their wives. Mm. It's so bad that there's nurses who, like, prepare women to be abandoned. That's really just horrible. That's turb. It's very terrible. And it's crazy because, like, if the shoe was on the other foot, if women did that, evil. But one thing the article, Guardian article mentioned is that women typically don't do it because we were literally bred to be caregivers, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like, that could be, and I was, I was jokingly asking Sabrina, I'm like, so what is it? Are we supposed to, um, are we supposed to, are women supposed to be softer? I mean, harder or are men supposed to be softer? And I think the answer is that men are supposed to be softer. I don't think that anybody should be less of a caregiver. The the, the truth is, it is a good thing to care for your loved one when they can't mm-hmm. care for themselves. Yeah. It's just the energy just needs to be matched. The, yeah, people just got to, I'm like, people just got to get their vibes together. Like people, like, lo- like love is will lead the way. Yeah. I truly believe that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Speaking of love will lead the way, that's a great segue into our next um, topic. Um, common senses. When do you mm-hmm. think and when do you feel, right? So this is a hard one that I didn't even know I had a problem with until, until recently. Um, excuse us if we talked about this before in, in, in any different way, but like shit just be heavy on your mind and you got to talk about it. But 
I've been feeling like this pressure to feel more. And like every time I just try to let go of my reasonings and, and just feel, I can feel like myself clinging back to like, no, this isn't safe. Like this mm-hmm. isn't safe. Like I can't even allow myself to be there. But I also know that it's so important to just abandon. Like sometimes you're not meant to think you just meant to feel, but mm-hmm. then sometimes you can't feel. You really just got to think and do, you know, do what you need to do. So it's just about talking through what, when, when is the right time to do what? Um, I wanted to start with, of course, the like why behind this, like why is this important for you? So for me, I'll tell you this now, I get bent the fuck out of shape. Like <laughs> I was telling Iman earlier, like I be getting bent out of shape, like you know how on Fairly Odd Parents, McCracker would be like, fairies! Like, I'd be getting <laughs> bent the fuck out of shape like that. Um, and it's crazy because, like, generally, like, I am, I consider myself, I feel like I'm a very chill person. I'm a very patient person. I don't, like, get angry a lot, actually. But certain things, and it's usually what, like, I feel like for me, work stuff i be getting bent out of shape um because with some stuff i take things like literally and i really feel like when people say stuff i'm like oh you wouldn't say this unless you meant it but i have to realize some people literally just say stuff <laughs> like yeah, all the time like, some people just literally say stuff all the time and that's They're something so that confusing. i have to learn because in my mind cuz i don't say cuz like in certain situations, I don't talk because I'm like, I'm not going to say this because I literally don't mean it. It's not going to mean, I'm not going to mean it, so I'm not going to say it. But everybody is not like that. People say what they don't mean all the time. Mm. So that's something I have to keep in mind because I be getting, like I said, I be getting bent out for Betty Spaghetti, bent out of fucking shape about stuff. So things like that, I have to learn to, um, First of all, work is work. And with certain things, like you should not take certain things home. Um, and every like things are separate for a reason. Like, you know, like if I have an altercation at the gym or something like that, I should I that's that should stay there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and not like alter like say if somebody like got in the spot that I was I'm not gonna like I shouldn't dwell on that like oh somebody got in the mirror while I'm trying to but I shouldn't dwell on it when I was home like go home and keep on dwelling on it for a few hours like Iman has a great rule where like at a certain time you stop talking about work like the other day I was like I'm gonna give myself till 7 30 to be upset about this and after that and I had like it's 7 30 like had passed and I was I was over it before 7 30 um, I just said in my mind, I'm going to, I gave myself time and I ended up beating it, you know? Yep. So for, you really happened to do was like set a time to stop. Otherwise you'll never stop exa- thinking about dumb shit people do. Exactly. So I, for me, I definitely have, when it comes to, I want to say like technical things, um, I have to learn to not let, at least it's funny because like, when it comes to like if somebody like personally try to say something to me against her, I'll just be like, whatever. Um, but like when it's like um, I guess like instructional because I always want to do something and be like good at it. So when it comes to like instructions or something like that, and, and somebody is like 
being like, I guess, like lax. They're not giving clear direction. So I get bent up out of shape about stuff like that. So that's where I feel like I need to learn how to think and like remove the emotion from it because everybody, I have to really internalize that some people say shit and they just say shit, you know? Yeah. I feel like with work too, that's the, that's the space where I choose to think and not feel sometimes Mm -hmm. like not the, so the nature of the work I do, like in the work you do too, we can't be cold. Like we do, it's people focused work so you have to care you have to be a human Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day when it comes to like when it comes to how I build relationships when it comes to how I support people I will feel I'll advocate like I'll go the extra mile but I'm even going to do that in a way that's super super thoughtful like I'm not like if I want my way I'll be thinking, I'll think about like, how can I get, what's, what is important to you? Because like, that's, I've learned that that's what it means to be like a influencer, like mm-hmm. at work. Like if I'm talking, depending on who I'm talking to, I'm like, I'm going to think about what do I want? And I'm not going to think about like what I personally feel. I'm going to think about how to get it. Like, that's mm-hmm. just it. Like, I don't care about like my actual personal, it really don't matter as far as like what I need to get this goal done. And like, but it took me a long time to get there because I would just want to, I just, I just would want to do things my way. Mm-hmm. And then I start realizing like, what's more important to me? Like feeling like I put my own twist on it or getting it done. And I'm just like, it doesn't actually matter. Like my job is to get this thing done. My job isn't to insert myself, to be myself really. Sometimes it's the job is to be like, get it done almost by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, It ends up making my life easier when I can just name, like, what do you need? What do I need? How can we like meet in the middle versus what do I need? And now you simply have to like fold and bend. Like that's not how relationship building works. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to work, I just like to think and I also just like to put boundaries up with my feelings at work because like I feel so much and so much going on especially like with this pandemic like we're constantly navigating a new another storm like oh monkeypox oh okay cool like uh economic crisis possible recession oh all right cool COVID's going up like okay cool Roe v. Wade it's just like so much to feel in real life that when it comes to work I'm just like nope no, like I, I I need to do my work. I need to do my task. And I feel like sometimes I thought like, oh man, that's going to make me feel like a cold person. But in reality, I feel like people like me more because I'm just getting things done and I'm being nice enough. You know, yeah. like people, I thought that it was like, oh God, now I'm going to be seen as the angry black woman. But it's like a lot of people are actually trying to preserve their energy these days. So it just, it makes for a better relationships when you just are thinking instead of feeling and and just splattering your feelings over every project. Mm -hmm. So I think that thinking is at work is good to lead with like thoughts, 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 thinking. But I feel like if we go on the flip side, where do I need to feel more? It's definitely when it comes to relationships, because like you said, I'm very literal. So like when somebody says something, I start thinking about what they say, like instantly. Like if you say, I wish I could see you, um, my mind is like, when do you want to see me? Like, that's how I am. Like, mm-hmm. when? What date? What time? Like, that's just how I think. Like, um, or I'm just like, this is silent right now. Should I be like, should I say something? Should you say something? what should happen? Like, what should happen next? Like, I can just think a lot about like, how should this go? What's awkward? And I just, 
have learned, like, because I actually used to be like this with friends when I was in middle school. I would just want friends so bad that I would overthink it, you know? Mm. And when I would get with people, it would be awkward because I wasn't showing up as myself. And then you just start to realize, and I'm actually really great at making friends now, is like sometimes you just got to chill out, you know? <laughs> you yeah, like it'll like, definitely come. Like, and also I'm somebody, it's funny because like I feel like we is we struggle with like opposite things. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, I know, because uh, like whenever you talk to me and you address it, I feel like, like for me, I'm somebody that I don't really need to talk like constantly. And I in my mind i'll be thinking about this person like oh my god i really want to talk to him whatever but am, i'm in a mental space where i just can't like mm-hmm. i feel like i'm like overwhelmed or like i feel like me being like hey like how you doing or whatever like checking in like because i'm a i'm a texter so like checking in uh via text that's like i feel like okay i'm doing my due diligence letting this person know i care xyz um, but I know some people need more, um, of that, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but it yeah. is like good to take a consideration. Like, what is this person take? Like, what is this person thinking or whatever like that? Blah, blah, blah. You know? Uh, yeah. I definitely feel like sometimes it's just about like, in the words of Tony Braxton, let it flow. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to let it flow. And also like, Say you feel something, but you don't, you don't have to think like that's just, that's data. Like your feelings are data, you know, like (laughs) I think (laughs) that's data. Like say you just feel like happy when you're with somebody, that's data. There's no need to think about it. Like, you know, that's what it is. You are happy with this person. Mm -hmm. Say you feel nervous around a person that's data like why are you feeling like that you know but like let your feelings guide guide things instead of just thinking about it and like um i think that like relationships were made to be based on feelings but i think a lot of like trauma and i was actually talking to somebody about this like i feel like the rougher your life is the more feeling is not the safest thing like you know it's related to class You know, a lot of people who are brought up in like a safe upper class environment, they get protected by certain things. Like they get protected. They don't even know certain things exist. So of course it's easy to just be like, oh, I'm in love. I'm feeling, but, or, you know, I'm building this, I'm starting this new friendship and I just feel like everything is going to go well. Like everything for you has always went well, but when you experience, or even if you haven't experienced things yourself, but you know of murders, you know, of robberies, you know, mm-hmm. of just like real shady shit happening that now make in order for you, you got to survive, you know? Yeah. Also, sometimes you feel like I need to put more of my energy or my, I know I need to not have feelings and I need to work on getting this money. Yep. Like that's how I used to feel. Um, But it's like, that's not realistic. It's not safe and it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. It's really not. And it's just sad because so many of us are like relearning how to feel again, like relearning what emotions Mm -hmm. are. Like sometimes like I'm like a kid, I got to go to like a list of feelings. Like, am I anxious? No. Am I sad? No. Am I mad? No. Am I nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous. Like, or like sometimes people like, you're scared. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like you're scared. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm not scared. (laughs) I'm not scared. I but then, 
I'm like, I actually just don't know what being scared feels like. You know, <laughs> I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> so I don't really know what it feels like until I have um, cramps in my stomach. And I'm just like, I'm not scared. I'm just sweating, shaking, and my stomach is cramping. And I feel like I'm about to pass out, but I'm not scared, you know, because it's not safe to be scared. Like, it's just yeah. not safe to be scared. Or it's like being scared when it's like an opportunity that like could change your life. It's just like, yeah, it's not acceptable. You kind of have to do it. You have to. So it's like, again, fe- like feelings, it might be good to put those things to the side when it comes to work. But it may not be good to put those things to the side when it comes to like relationships. Maybe you are mm-hmm. scared. Like, all right, fine. That's really okay. Name it. And because if you don't, you again, your feelings are data. If you don't come face to face with it, then you can't really even address what it's trying to point towards. That's why I was saying it's like data. Like, what is it saying? You know, I learned that from this book called Emotional Agility. I've talked about it a few times, but they just talked about how like you have to be raw with your feelings because they're data. And the more you can, one, like stare face to face with your feelings, you can come become like more at peace with it. And once you say, all right, I'm scared. And then you, you connect back to your values. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm scared, but I want love. So what am I going to do now? Like, I'm going to find a way to be in love without being you know, with and feel safe at the same time. I'm going to communicate this need. Like, it's just so important to like grow in that direction. Yes. And naming it, like naming it, saying it out loud. That helps a lot. That requires a lot of safety too, though. Cause like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've dealt with it, but like, if you tell like something, like for me growing up, I couldn't tell nobody I was scared. Cause they're like, the hell are you scared for? You ain't, yeah. you know, you got a roof over your head. Like yep. you can't be scared. That happened to me. Cause you got a home, you know? So mm-hmm. because you have a stable home <laughs> because like you have parents who like are around, you can't be, you know, mm-hmm. you, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm sad. And it's like, what you sad for? That's just, it's just a boy, you know, you just can't be. So it's like, in order to name your, your feelings and say it out loud, like you have to feel, you have to surround yourself by people who make you feel safe, which isn't always easy, but we're here at Black Girl Brunch. Period. Miss Honey. Miss Honey. Miss Honey's here. The brunches are here. Like, it's a community. You can share Take your feelings. Share your feelings. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes you need to think. Sometimes you need to feel. It's yeah. Up to, I'm not saying it's up to you to know when. <laughs> yeah, because that's scary. Um, But now, I feel, I feel like now that I actually had this conversation that I'm going to, tomorrow is going to be different. Yeah, tomorrow I'm about to start telling, oh my God. <laughs> See, the thing is, you got to watch me because I'm definitely, I can be a lover girl. Like when I get in my bag, like I can definitely be like, so like, I'd be like John B talking to the nigga. <laughs> like I really be very emotional and it's fun once you start doing it, but I'm just like, ooh, am I being like crazy? I don't know. Yeah, I get it. For me, I feel like um, professionally, things are going to be different. <laughs> but again, you got to watch me because <laughs> yeah, you start being real cutthroat. <laughs> I bet you're coming to work tomorrow with a suit on and your hair be like in a real tight slick back bun. You have glasses like, no. on and a real look. I'm like, no feelings on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you have stilettos on a Meryl Street and the Devils are a product. That's how I put you. Period. Period. And then me, I'd be like Drake. I get that heart shaped part in my head. 
Oh my God. But that's it, y'all. That's it for this week's episode. Yes. Thanks for tuning in as always. Like, thank y'all so much. Thank you for keeping this train on the tracks. I just got that from this YouTuber I watch. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Thank y'all so much. Also, like, um, shout out to Bruncher. Um, I don't I don't be saying people's names because I don't know if they be wanting to be whatever, but uh, you know who you are, girl. Um, sent me a screenshot of people on TikTok commenting saying that um Black Girl Brunch is one of their favorite like um black women podcasts, and that was just thank y'all. Like that was crazy. Like when people talk about you and you're not in the room and they saying good things, unmatched feeling, like unmatched feeling. It was like thank y'all and like that makes that just make us want to um go harder go harder and make this definitely a priority um obviously we do make it a priority but you know y'all know how it is you know nine to five trying to stay alive and like you know doing your own projects on the side it'd be hard um especially when you especially when your team is just like is I mean, you know, obviously, you know, shout out to Eric here, our engineer, but like for the format, the show, all that kind of stuff, like it's just me and Ema. <laughs> it's just us. Like, so it's very hard, but thank y'all for sticking <clears throat> with us, believing in us, and seeing the bigger picture. Like that is so like thank y'all so much. Also, like we got we wanna figure out how to because you can't upload videos on Patreon, but we got a way that we're gonna do it. So we're gonna put something on Patreon for y'all um our little performance but like thank y'all for always just like i be feeling spoiled to the fact that i'm like if somebody obviously i mean i could take criticism but i i'd be shocked if somebody say something that's not good about us because we just get so much love it's crazy i feel that 100 like I've, I've everything you just said we're gonna go harder we about to really step into some more greatness um thank you so much your brunches for doing that for us like that tiktok comment had me my feelings today because it was like all right it was like 80 some likes on this i'm like what the hell we with us old birds we just got on tiktok and now mm-hmm. people mentioning this and com- like thank you like for going to just work behind the scenes and just like i just appreciate that people can gain so much so we love mm-hmm. y'all so much um Please continue to listen and share. And also make sure you hit us up at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com just to say what's up. I'm getting back to the Instagram and Twitter. Like I took some time off for a social media break, but like that, like please continue to talk to us and reach out there. We're both going to be checking in more. We just had to take a little break for our mental health, but we are back on it. So follow us on blackgirlbrunch at gmail. Follow us at blackgirlbrunch on Twitter. <laughs> follow us on BLK Girl Brunch on Twitter. Follow me at Imam Mateo on Instagram. Follow me at It's Mateo on Twitter and Sabria. And you can follow me at Frankenfem underscore on Twitter and It's Frankenfem on Instagram. That's it, y'all. That's the show. Bye. Peace.